Hey, welcome to Big Happy Life, the show that's all about making conscious choices about your habits so that achieving your goals becomes easier, more fun, and you enjoy yourself more along the way. I'm your host, Natalie Britt, and this week we're talking about five ways to increase your serotonin levels. Last week, we looked at the four brain chemicals associated with happiness, and serotonin was one of those. It's a feel-good chemical, and it's associated with balancing mood. It helps with energy levels, sleep, appetite, memory function. It kind of regulates the body and mind, so it's a really important part of overall well-being. Now, before we go into looking at the five ways that you can increase it, it's important to recognize that too much serotonin is bad as well. So looking for ways to increase it is only really important if you've got symptoms of low serotonin. These include poor memory, low mood, cravings for sweet and starchy foods, difficulty sleeping, low self-esteem, anxiety, and in some cases, aggression. Over the last year, I've taken a great interest in this subject because I've been experiencing some of those symptoms. And I discovered that I have entered something called perimenopause, which is pre-menopause and happens to women in their 40s. I didn't even know there was such a thing until I found out I was in it. Or I had it. Not really sure how you talk about the menopause. Do you have it? Or are you in it? Either way, I feel like I'm too young for this. Interestingly, the list of symptoms associated with perimenopause is very similar to the list of symptoms associated with serotonin deficiency. And that's because of interactions between serotonin and other hormones in the body, and the reduction at this point in life causes serotonin levels to also be reduced. Anyway, the point is, serotonin levels can drop for a variety of reasons. And when it comes to the five things we're going to talk about in this episode, the reasons aren't really that important. None of these things is harmful. So even if it turns out that the reasons you're experiencing these symptoms are not related to serotonin, you won't do yourself any harm by taking up any of the five things I'm going to recommend today. Before we look at five of the ways you can increase serotonin, let's just cover some of the basics so that the five things that increase serotonin actually make sense when you hear them. The first thing to know is that although serotonin is classed as a neurotransmitter, it can also act as a hormone, and 90% of it is produced in the gut. One of the main building blocks of serotonin is something called tryptophan. Now, the body can't make its own tryptophan, so that has to come in through our diet. But in order to facilitate the chemical reactions that turn tryptophan into serotonin, you need vitamin B and vitamin D, and a whole host of other molecules, but those are the two we focus on as part of this podcast. Okay, so that's all we're going to cover as far as the science part is concerned. With that information, you'll have everything you need to make sense of the five recommendations that I'm going to make. And we're ready to dive in. The first habit that will help increase or level out your serotonin levels is to sleep for between seven and eight hours every single night. While you're asleep, your brain carries out basically housekeeping. It gets flooded with cerebrospinal fluid, which then kind of clears out all the waste proteins and basically the plaque that builds up in the brain throughout the day. A bit like it is on your teeth. It's actually believed that that buildup of plaque is one of the causes of Alzheimer's disease. So that's another reason to get some great sleep. Another thing that happens during sleep is that the brain converts existing levels of serotonin into melatonin, which is the main hormone needed for sleep. So not only does sleep actually help the brain perform in a way it needs to in order to produce and use serotonin effectively, it then also helps it use the serotonin that it has made to help you sleep better. So good sleep should lead to more good sleep. So that's tip one, sleep for seven to eight hours every night. The second tip is to eat a brain healthy diet. The brain is believed to be approximately 60% fat. So it makes sense that fatty acids will form a really important part of a brain healthy diet. And as you've probably heard many times before, omega-3 fatty acids are some of the most important for a brain healthy diet. You find those in oily fish, such as salmon, trout, tuna, and mackerel. 
But if you don't eat fish, you can also find them in avocados, nuts, seeds, and plant oils like flaxseed oil, and you can also take supplements. Either way, no matter how you get them into your diet, omega-3 fatty acids are absolute gold when it comes to brain health. The next thing to include in your brain-healthy diet is green leafy veg such as spinach. Spinach is a great source of tryptophan, which we already know is one of the building blocks for synthesizing serotonin, so we need that. And spinach is also a fantastic source of iron, so it helps keep your blood cells healthy, which is essential for energy levels. The next thing that may help with brain functioning is turmeric or turmeric. Turmeric is really well known for its anti-inflammatory properties and it's considered to be one of the top 10 foods for brain health. I usually just take a quarter teaspoon of turmeric powder and put it in a cup of hot water in the mornings and drink that. Although I'm told by friends who I've recommended it to that it tastes pretty disgusting. I don't really mind it. So I guess try it and see what you think. And if it's really too terrible, have a lot of curries and put it in those. The next key element of a brain healthy diet is water. The brain is 85% water. Now you may be wondering, hang on a minute, didn't you just say the brain was 60% fat? So how can it be 85% water? While the brain is in the body and functioning, it's 85% water. But when a brain is removed after death and dried out, 60% of the dry mass is made up of fat. So both numbers are correct, but they're measured differently. Thanks to Angela S. Bryant at AngelaSBryant.com for explaining that. And the final recommendation for a brain healthy diet, specifically with serotonin in mind, is dark chocolate. Hooray, we get to keep something nice. Dark chocolate contains tryptophan, which we know is a building block of serotonin, so that's one of the reasons why it's included here as something that it's worth having as part of your brain healthy diet. There are loads more foods that contribute to brain health, but because we're looking specifically at serotonin, we'll leave it there for this one. Tip number three when it comes to increasing serotonin levels naturally is to increase your levels of vitamin D. Vitamin D helps the body make, release, and use serotonin in the brain. Vitamin D plays a really important part in synthesizing serotonin, because it activates an enzyme that's needed to turn tryptophan into serotonin. To increase your levels of vitamin D, you need time in the sun. If, like me, you live somewhere with rubbish weather, that's not always the easiest thing to do, but if you can get out for between 10 and 30 minutes every day and just experience natural light, that's a great way to keep your vitamin D levels topped up. You can also use alternative light sources. I've included links to one of the most popular ones on the show notes page, and you'll find that at bighappylife.blog. You can also increase vitamin D levels through eating oily fish. So again, back to the brain healthy diet, mackerel, trout, salmon, tuna, they're all great sources of vitamin D and they come with those fatty acids, which makes them even better. And of course there's vitamin D supplements if all else fails. Tip number four is exercise. And when it comes to increasing serotonin levels, vigorous exercise is best. That's because exercise fatigue actually helps tryptophan cross the brain-blood barrier, which means tryptophan can get into the brain. Now that's really important because serotonin can't cross the blood-brain barrier. So the serotonin that's created in your gut can't go into your brain and vice versa. But tryptophan can cross over that border and exercise helps make it happen. So vigorous exercise, a little bit more serotonin can be made in the brain. And then finally, tip number five is to reduce stress. I hate when people say that. Just reduce your stress. Oh yeah, good idea. I hadn't thought of that. Still, if you're not sure how to do it, the first two ways are exercise and sleep. So go back to those. The next thing that helps reduce stress is social connection. So that involves putting down and walking away from technology and interacting with people, building relationships to the point where you experience 
more connection, better self-esteem, more opportunities to hug people, and of course, other forms of physical contact. All of these things are related to increased oxytocin, which is also one of the chemicals we know boosts happiness and well-being. So in terms of overall sense of contentment, having real meaningful relationships with people is absolutely vital. Also, there are some indications to suggest that just offloading some of the things that are stressing you out helps alleviate some of that tension. And another practice that helps reduce stress, of course, you know what I'm going to say, it's meditation. If you're already a seasoned meditator, then you know the benefits and you know how it helps reduce stress. If not, one of the first things I want to share with you is something I heard from Emily Fletcher. I was listening to her speak the other day and she said something really reassuring. She said, most people think that during meditation, you're supposed to quiet the mind and stop at thinking, but that's not the case. She said, asking your brain to stop thinking is like asking your heart to stop beating. It simply doesn't work. So the object of meditation isn't to stop thinking, it's to allow thoughts to flow naturally without becoming something you get stuck on. They can flow past you and you can still relax. And it's a great skill to learn because when you become aware that you're doing it, that you're latching onto thoughts and you're able to let them go, it becomes a skill you can employ in everyday life, even when you're not meditating. So you stop fixating on things and it's often the fixations on things that cause the greatest stress. So there you have it, five ways you can increase your serotonin levels in your brain and body. Sleep for seven to eight hours every night, eat a brain healthy diet, increase your vitamin D levels, exercise and reduce stress. As always, you'll find the show notes page at bighappylife.blog. Also on the show notes page this week is a free downloadable guide that includes six tips to help you get better sleep. So if sleep is the thing you wanna improve based on what you've heard today, head over to bighappylife.blog and download it. While you're there, feel free to leave comments and questions. I would love to hear from you. But one thing I really must stress before I go is that I am not a doctor. The information I've shared with you is based on my own research and experience. So do feel free to comment and ask questions. But if you're in need of medical advice, of course, the best person to talk to is your doctor. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.